And we're back with another episode of Awareness to Action Enneagram podcast. My name is Creek, and I'm here with my fastidious <laughs> co-host. I looked that one up. Um, <laughs> give, give me a moment to get my thesaurus out. No, look, I get the Latin root, and it's not good, Mario. <laughs> so I know that it's not well, good. <laughs> it just means meticulous or overly delicate. Yeah, oh. and that. So, so which one of us is overly delicate? <laughs> no, and and it's not a good thing. It's something that it's kind well. of come on, <laughs> don't be that way. Yeah, it's not something you would well. aim at. It, I mean, it could it could apply to this podcast when we continually subdivide words constantly mm. i mean it's it's a bit meticulous and i did get some feedback the other day on our um theory of knowledge episode uh that he said uh once i got m- over my fear of all the big words in the beginning it was a great episode <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. so craig That's tell good. us That's where good. you are now oh yeah so i am in belfast northern ireland right now just hanging out with some friends here and I played a minute of a soccer game yesterday and promptly twisted my <laughs> knee. So it was just a minute? Uh, it, literally, wow. the first touch that I had, I pivoted and just snapped it. So, okay, snapped is a strong word. But yeah, so I am rather immobile for a few days at least. This yeah. is life, I suppose. So well, I did get to experience not having to pay for healthcare, which is just pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. So communist. Uh. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? Um, so we are we're diving into enneagram subtypes of the one uh, this episode, and we're going to start with preserving, then hit navigating, and then transmitting. So. How do we want to begin? Well, first of all, we, we have to mention our new Instagram page. Oh, yes. Yes. So um, it's at ATA Enneagram Pod on Instagram. Okay. So we'll be posting all sorts of uh, fun nuggets and kernels of joy uh, on the Instagram page. <laughs> and big so, words. Uh, so follow us there. <laughs> and big words. We should. We every. Oh, we should do like a post a week or something where it's just a random big word. <laughs> A big and uh, irrelevant <laughs> yes. large word of the day. Yeah. Word you'll never what? use. Yes. Yeah. Was it Akamite? Ak- was that last? <laughs> <laughs> preserving ones. Uh, so we were just talking off air about a preserving one. Uh-huh. And um, can you give like a, a story of, of an example of what a preserving one may look like or do? So it's a great question. Uh, but let me answer a different one first. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why am I here? <laughs> so, criteria first, right? So, we talked last time about definitions and structure of models and so forth. And so, when we're talking about these subtypes, again, the the instinctual bias is what we want, right? It's a system of values. It's what we pay attention to. It's what we're after in life. And the strategy is how we go about getting it, okay? So again, the three of us are all navigators, but we go after, you know, we, we achieve navigating through different strategies, right? Creek through the four, the Maria Jose through the one, striving to feel perfect. Me, we'll find out soon. But... Uh, <laughs> 
but <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, so I, I just want to get that out. So when we're talking about a preserving one, what we're talking about is somebody whose fundamental values rest in the preserving domain, and they go about achieving that preserving domain through striving to feel perfect. So their big kind of motivating central feature is to not make a mistake in the preserving domain. Okay. I can't screw this up. Okay. I want everything in the preserving to, domain to be the way it should be. So I just, you know, was recently having a conversation with a preserving one that I've known a long time. And he does financial planning and analysis for fun. Right. This is this is his hobby, diving into spreadsheet, making sure all the numbers add up. He's getting ready to retire, making sure that the amount of money he thinks he wants as his end point in his career is there and that he's going to use that money smartly. He's going to continue to invest wisely. He's not going to do anything stupid or reckless or foolish in the preserving domain. Okay. And this is the focus of the preserving one, perfect preserving. And that could look different from one Absolutely. One. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is the important thing. Nobody does anything all the time, okay? And everybody does some things some of the time. We can't say that, oh, yeah, all preserving ones are going to be very careful with their money because the focus might be somewhere else in the preserving domain. I may be more focused on my health. I may be more focused on- My nest. You know, not doing it. My nest, exactly. So it's going to be focus in the preserving domain, but not necessarily the same thing for everybody. Yeah, and what I've noticed is that sometimes it is, you can be fooled by the person's comments around not being competent or not doing enough of that. So somebody might say, uh, oh, I'm so, I should be more careful with my finances or with my nest or with my health. But that doesn't mean that they are not. And it does mean that they are paying attention to it. So it is the focus they have, how much they pay attention to it, how much they worry about it and how much they do things around that domain. Uh, it doesn't mean, as we've said several times, that they're competent, competent at it, but they might. See, I'm always reluctant to discuss traits and I'm always reluctant to describe the behaviors of any of the types because what automatically happens is people latch on to one of the behaviors and they either say, well, I don't do that, so thus I am not that subtype or that type. Or I do that, so I am this subtype or type. And what we have to look at, remember, any behavior, any thought, any emotional expression is only a data point in the context of time. And the way we say end up saying somebody is a preserving one is to say that over time, they spend more time thinking about the preserving issues than they do the other two and in a particular pattern of expression. And they use the strategy of striving to feel perfect more than they do any of the other eight. 
I think character traits and tendencies and that sort of thing is at least, I don't know, the analogy for me would be when I'm teaching someone guitar. Eventually, I want them to sense what chord is coming next or sense what note needs to be next or, or something like that. But what's easiest to, to get them playing guitar is like, put your finger here, 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 and here. You don't have to understand anything of what you're playing or what you're doing or the context or anything like that. But this is how we do the thing. So I think it's, I think it's difficult. I mean, when I started first learning your model, it was difficult be, because you weren't giving like those specifics. And I understand why you weren't. But I, I think it, it does come through just experience and trial and error that you've already done. But so I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'll push back a little bit more. What yeah, yeah. is yeah. there something? Is there something that you can give some handles yeah. on, as long as we, the listener, holds sure. them correctly? Yeah. So we can we can point to common behaviors, right? And we should. You're right. I, I mean, if it's just theoretical, well, what do I do with it? What does it look like? Is what everybody wants to know. And I get that, right? Because I needed that as well. We all, we all do. The point I'm trying to make here is that we shouldn't talk about those descriptors, but we should remember that data points are only data points. And data is part of the story. It's not the whole story. So don't jump too quickly. For example, yesterday I was having an assessment interview with a a woman at a company that I'm working with, and she had been exposed to the Enneagram before. And she read, you know, one of these popular books that is kind of superficial and came to this conclusion that she was a one. And as we're talking, I it just, it just didn't feel right at all. And it turns out she's preserving, which she was interpreting as being a one. And she was actually a two, a preserving two. And if anybody knows the difference between a preserving two and a preserving one, it's very, very different. Right? The affect is completely different. In general, so yeah, so we have to look at this, but we just—it's uh, just a warning to be careful about jumping to conclusions. So, what are the behaviors? They tend to be rigid. Okay, it's here's the way I think about the distinction between the subtypes of the one. And again, this—these are generalities. These are these are, you know, data points. The preserving one is thinking it should. Okay. My nest should be the right way. This food should be the right way. My bank account must be the right way. The navigating one is thinking, I should. I should be on time. I should have a working internet connection. Things like that. I'm going to be late and let people know that I'm late. So you don't think I don't care That's the next best it. thing. That's the next best well. thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the transmitting one is thinking you should. Okay, You should be like this. You should be like that. Now, they're all thinking all three of those things, but they think those things disproportionately. Okay, So what the preserving one is thinking is it should be this way. My food should be that way. I used to work with a preserving one, and many years ago, we would go out for these department lunches, you know, once a month or so. And every time a plate of food was put in front of her, every single time, no matter what restaurant, she would look down at it and she would wrinkle her nose 
and get what I called <laughs> the stink face, right? Before tasting it, she just, there was something about it, no matter what, that she did not approve of and wrinkled her nose. And then she would taste it. Half the time she'd find something wrong, the other half she wouldn't, okay? But it's this, that should be the way it is or the way I think it should be. And I know it's not gonna be, so I'm gonna find what the problem is. Maria Jose, how do you differentiate as you're coaching clients, typing people, that sort of thing? I just agree with Mario. Preserving ones are more rigid. There's something more serious, I think, about preserving yeah. ones. They're less difficult to mistype, I think, uh, because they, they just, they, it's a double dose. More stereotypical. Yes, more stereotypical. It's kind of the double do dose of process and uh, being precise and uh, and all of those things that are one-ish and preserving um, with all the kind of to-do lists or tasks or those things need to be in a particular order and in a particular way. And I really like what you said, Mario, about it, I, and you. Uh, and I agree. Of course, it's not all the time. And sometimes uh, transmitting ones will say, I need to be that way and all of that. But, yes. but it's yes. in general. Uh, I think it's really uh, like that. That came to me in the shower this morning as I was mm. mentally preparing for our podcast. Interesting. Trying not to envision that, but <laughs> great, thank you. <laughs> uh, um, so, Jose, if, if we're moving a little bit more into navigating, just can you, how do you, as an example, how do you navigate in the preserving domain? So with navigating, it's perfect navigation. So you need to understand the map perfectly. <laughs> you need to know who is who and then understand what the rules of the group are and what's expected of you. And then, then move. And it takes a while to understand all of that. And I think with all navigators, it takes some time to understand the group and then know be willing to risk something and move in that group. But for me as a navigating one, it, it needs to be perfect and make sure that people will not judge me for what I'm doing. So I need to read the current perfectly and then do what I'm supposed to do. But then all the time, even though I might know what I should be doing, I'll be looking around, making sure that coming through the right way. So for example, I, I am part of a club, a social and sports club, and I'm part of the, I, and I play tennis there, and I am part of the board of the tennis club, of course, because I know that if I am part of those things, it can be, things can be more perfect, and I want to be part of that. I don't want to just observe, okay? So now we're organizing something and I took a more, more of a leadership role in that thing we're organizing. And I know that it's required. I know that it's a benefit for everyone, 
I'm still, I'm making sure that I'm not coming across as too directive or too forceful or too this or too that, that I'm including the right people, that I'm just doing it well. When it comes to just navigating in general, I I never like to not, I, when I don't have access to some place or someone that I want, like I'll go very far to get out. Whenever I have keys to a place that no one else has keys to, it makes me feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag have, type four. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Navigating type four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so what, el- what else can we say about navigating uh, once? I think it's less uh, stereotypical because I will inhibit myself or I don't know if you say it like that, but I will not probably judge people as much or try not to come across as rigid because I know that that's not correct. So my sense of perfection includes how I'm being perceived and being too rigid or too judgmental, it's not perfect. So I have this inner fight between wanting, seeing those things that could be better or getting irritated for those things that are not right but then not wanting people to see that in me. Of course, I can manage myself and I can relax and I, I've learned that. But if I am in autopilot and if I'm under more pressure, that will come up. And But I can see myself kind of trying to not show that if possible. What does a navigating one get tripped up on? <laughs> Is there something common? How long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> go, go, I, I think go ahead, that it's Rio, group rules you know social mores and it's like how do you not see that you don't do these things here you know or or being perceived judged unfairly and maybe that's for all ones but you're trying to do the right thing so that people see that and then they judge you anyway and that's a bit forish, but uh, it's kind of the entrenched attitude at times uh, of the one. But it's, yeah. yeah, I think it's especially around that. It's the other things I can live with, you know. The nest, I would love it to be perfect. But if it isn't, I can go to bed and sleep well. Mm-hmm. We kind of skipped over this with the preserving one, but the pattern of expression is important here. And Mariose just sort of touched on it. So again, the pattern of expression is there's a zone of enthusiasm, a zone of inner conflict, a zone of indifference for the navigating one. Obviously, the navigating domain is the zone of enthusiasm. The zone of, in, uh, of inner conflict is in the transmitting domain. I like to transmit. There's a part of me that's drawn to it. There's a part of me that wants to have my voice heard. And I'm conflicted about it. So should I say it? Shouldn't I say it? Should I push? Shouldn't I push? Especially, you know, the, the, the navigating instinct makes that, their instinctual bias brings that into bear. In the preserving domain, they're not at all the stereotypical one. Right? Now, I've been to Maria Jose's home and she, well, not your most recent one, but your previous one. It was a very nice home. It was a beautiful home. And... She is not drawn to huge order in the environment. No, sure. I mean, it's because, because <laughs> yeah. we always think of the one as, you guys are probably too young to remember, or Mario's a 
not still young from this country. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I meant not from our, this country, but there used to be a television show called The Odd Couple, right? And uh, there was first a play, and then it was a movie. And in the movie, the characters were a two and an eight, but in the TV series, it was a one and a seven. And the one character, Felix, was a one. And he was just this complete neat freak, right? I mean, just was always picking up after the seven and always organizing things and always putting coasters under drinks and all that sort of stuff. That's not the navigating one. Yeah. Right? And, it's the and transmitting one. It's the preserving and one. And I enjoy one. when it's like that. You know, I enjoy it. But hopefully somebody else will do it for me. If I have to do it, then it can wait. It's just a lower priority. It is. And in the preserving one, what we see is the, again, order in the nest, okay, order, doing the right thing regarding resources, et cetera. Making sure I'm doing the right thing socially, but I get exhausted with that after a while. And so I just retreat from the social environment because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted about how well I follow the rules. And what a, na a preserving one almost never cares about is the transmitting domain. They're just not flashy, standout sort of people. Riose talked about them being a bit more serious, and I think that's a reflection of it. Now, all ones can have a sense of humor, and many of them do. So it's not like they're humorless robots or anything like that. The nav I'm sorry, the preserving one tends to have more reserve than the navigating or transmitting. Yeah, I think that the self-perception of the ones, it's usually lighter than what they look like from the outside. And it's, I think it's also these um, neglected strategy, like the type seven, and that shows. It's like these seven that I can, I share that aspect of me with the people that I feel comfortable with, but not all the time. And inside it feels lighter. So the perfectionism in the navigating one is different than it is in the preserving one. It's not as much about details and, you know, not making mistakes, material sort of mistakes. It's about making social mistakes, navigating mistakes. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about what they look like as leaders very often. And the navigating one will also take on this feeling of responsibility for the team or the family or the people close to them, right? They'll want to make sure that they know how to follow the rules and that they are following the rules. But they tend not to project this need to follow the rules out onto the world. And where we differ from the approach of a lot of people is that a lot of people will say that the social one is, you know, the, the reformer, right? The, the one who's trying to change the world, the Gandhis of the world. And that's not how we see it. That might be a social one according to somebody else's definition, but it's not a navigating one because navigating yeah. ones don't really care about that. Yeah, right. it's, what, it's... Is that yes. your experience, so Mario There's no need to change the world. In, in, in fact, I think that that's more the kind of people who have more of a vision, and I don't think... That's one of the main qualities or characteristics of navigating ones, like the visionary. It is more the groups that you belong to, you want them to be perceived correctly and yeah. follow the rules and do the right thing. But it's the groups you belong to. And it's your family, it might be your 
closer community that, where you participate, but it's not a desire to change the world. I think it's a smaller scale than a transmitter would. And it's you use the word perception there. We want to be perceived as doing the right thing. Yeah, that's very, very important because some people think in general for once that they, first of all, there, I think there are two misconceptions. Once is that, one is that once think that they always do the right thing. And that's far from true. I mean, it's, it's usually you want to do the right thing, but you feel far from perfect many times. And the second thing is you might be willing to not do the right thing if nobody's watching. If nobody's watching, it's not that important. So the perception is, is key. And, and it made me think of our friend who was saying that it's not striving to feel perfect, but beyond reproach. And I think that there's a lot of that. Maybe less so in the preserving one, but in the navigating and transmitting one, there is a big aspect of not wanting to people to get you or criticize you. So when we talk about transmitting ones, um, again, listener, the pattern of expression would be transmitting, preserving, and navigating. Yeah, I'll just clarify that a little bit. So the zone of enthusiasm is uh, transmitting. The mm -hmm. zone of inner conflict is preserving. And the zone of indifference is navigating. And so what we see here is a character who wants to transmit perfection onto the world. I want others to be correct. I want to be correct in the way I present myself. I want to be a model of that. But... It's important to shape the world out there. That's what drives me. And so because they're involved in a bigger endeavor, right? it's a whole lot harder to change the world than it is to change yourself, they tend to be angrier. right? So this is kind of the angry one. Yeah, it's like a more uptight eight. It's like an uptight eight. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like Mario, I mean. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uptight is, uh, is exactly yeah. the, the right word for me. Um, <laughs> so um, so they tend to be more intense. Okay. They tend to be, in general, very focused on their environment. They can all, you know, we used to say that the um, uh, preserving one is the most rigid and when it comes to their personal behavior, they often are. But I think the transmitting one is actually more rigid around the world around them, right? And it should be this way. Yeah, I think that to me, like they're more severe with others. Yeah. It, it feels, and, and I truly know and believe transmitting ones when they say it, that they don't mean to be that way. But they're perceived, they, they're, they come across more like they would be questioning or punishing people. People feel more criticized or more strongly criticized by transmitting ones in general. I also want to say that, you know, most of the transmitting ones I know personally and have interacted with actually can have a great sense of humor, can be a lot of fun. And very sweet. And it's almost like there's these, you know, there's this real double side of them where one of them is really, you know, we have a good friend who's a transmitting one. And when, you know, he's trying to get the other guy to sing and all of that stuff, you know, and 
drinking and dancing on the table sort of stuff, right? Uh, but the idea is that it's matched with this super seriousness on the one side and this intensity and then this great capacity for fun. Maria Jose and I were, were doing some work and uh, in, in the Middle East and there was a transmitting one who was the CEO of the company. And he actually said at one point, I don't want other people just to know they were wrong. I want them to suffer for being wrong so that they won't forget, right? So, and again, this was a great guy. He was a really, really nice guy, you know? And there was this part of him that was so focused on making sure that others did the right thing, they were going to pay for it if they didn't. I could see a common mistyping between a transmitting one and an eight, right? I would yeah. imagine they have a very strong leadership style. A transmitting one can look like an eight with starched underwear. <laughs> right? <laughs> Did you come up with that one in the shower too? No, no it just came to me on the top of my head right here. Wow. <laughs> Okay, so starchy underpants. Yeah. Yeah, not only underpants. It's starchy yeah. <laughs> clothing in general. They're just mm. more. There's something about how the their clothes look that just more rigid <laughs> or more yeah, and it's, kind of. And it's not just the clothes, but it's the whole attitude, right? Mm. It's the whole, you know, because Gandhi. I don't. I don't think that he starched his robe right uh, but um but it's just this and i think it's from holding the anger in right and that's the distinction between them and the eights the eights aren't holding the anger in so you don't get that same sort of stiffness mm. and physical rigidity that you'll see in a, a transmitting one is there any other common mistypings for any of the subtypes of the one? A lot of, so, so some of the ones we see most commonly is the preserving one being mistyped as a six. Yeah. Right. Or even a five. Is there another subtype that, it, just a five or just, like, is it a preserving five? Is, or um, It's, you know, I, I, you know, that's a great question. And what I find is that when people actually know the subtypes, they tend not to mistype. Right. So, you, you know, it's mm. not so much, you know, is it a preserving one or a preserving five? You might go through that as part of your analysis, but usually don't people don't get mistyped once they really understand the, the instinctual biases. Yeah. The preserving one is a bit more anxious sometimes. Cautious. Yeah. I, I just want to go back to the difference between the eight and the tra um, transmitting one. I think that the transmitting one might take longer to make decisions because they want it to be perfect. Whereas the eight should take longer <laughs> sometimes. It's like more, emails. more impulsive. Eights are like the Marines. We make more decisions before breakfast than most people make in a whole day. <laughs> yeah, it's more impulsive. Uh, the eight is more impulsive than the one. Um, so it's it's helpful to also to look at the, again, the pattern of expression of the instinctual biases in the transmitting one, that the zone of inner conflict is in the preserving domain. So there is this anxiety around preserving things. There's this need to really make sure that things are being taken care of and put in their place. And again, I, I would say that they're the most visibly orderly 
mm. of the three subtypes, okay? And the most rigid around how things should be, right? Always cleaning things up, always straightening things, always putting things. Um, Maria Jose and I have a, a common friend who, uh, in Spain, who has about a thousand books in her house and they're all numbered and they're in a database. They have a little number. As she buys them, she puts a number on the spine wow. and then puts the spine, the, the, the number, the title, and the author into her database. And they are all stacked in numerical order. So again, that's wow. an example of this kind of craziness. No, uh, this, this kind of structure and order that some people might misinterpret as a preserving sort of thing. But it comes from this need to put order and perfection on my, the world around me. Um, the navigating domain is the zone of indifference for the transmitting domain. So transmitting ones can often be great visionaries. They can be inspiring leaders, but they're usually not great politicians okay, because they don't understand or appreciate the navigating domain enough. And Gandhi, again, was a great example of that, right? I mean, we also, we still talk about Gandhi, right? We show pictures, we put quotes, all that sort of stuff, and a remarkable figure, horrible politician, right? Just a terrible, terrible politician. And in fact, the big rift between India and Pakistan is partially uh, Gandhi's insistence on how the country be structured, right? So, how about Mandela? So, you know, I, I was thinking about Mandela, and I'm not sure if he's transmitting or navigating. And partly is that because I just haven't studied him enough, right? He seems too savvy a politician to me to be a transmitting one. Yeah. But again, that's just very brief speculation. I haven't studied it. Uh, let's see if there's anything else. Mistyping. So you mentioned the um, the um, the mistyping with the. The, we skipped over the navigating one mistypings there. Two. Um, two and female, female navigating ones primarily will be misinterpreted as twos. Males can be you know misinterpreted more as nines or threes. I think both men and women who are three. navigating three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because again, this focus on what people think of them and, and straight, you know, ones are ambitious people, right? Ones want to do things the right way because doing your job and doing it right and doing it with excellence is part of being perfect. Mm -hmm. So they, they often get mistaken for threes. So for this, I, I just want to say that, you know, with these descriptions, we've been kind of you know, having a, a sort of a free-form conversation yeah. here. But in the, our book, Instinctual Leadership, we have two-page descriptions of each of the subtypes. So for a more sort of structured description of these. No one comes here for structure. <laughs> <laughs> they only come for the multisyllabic words. <sighs> we didn't is. have any of this. I mean, in I this know. episode. I know. Well, multisyllabic, I guess, counts. Right? <laughs> it's, it's sort of a tautology, right? Yeah, fastidious. Um, it's yeah, not so his, you can, you can, Greg. It has to come oh, from okay. him. <laughs> if it didn't come from me, I didn't even hear it. So yeah, yes. Make him believe yeah. that he said it. But I, I think just in closing, um, what what I would suggest is that the um, this is this is the worst of the types. Right? And, 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 and I, I don't know which subtype is worse than the other two, 
but no, kidding. <laughs> well, that's a great final word for this episode. Um, I love all my one friends. Yes. Yeah. Again, again, listener, make sure you're you're taking all these sort of talking points as data points. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Awareness to Action Enneagram podcast. If you're interested in more information or talking to Mario, MJ, or myself, feel free to reach out to us through the links in the show notes or by emailing info at awarenesstoaction.com. All episode transcriptions and further information can be found at awarenesstoaction.com slash podcast. 